Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Have you noticed that we don't have such a thing as a dark switch? I know this is dorky. Just again, indulge me. (laughs) Instead, we have a light switch. But I would submit that the light switch is actually a dark switch in the sense that when you turn the light switch on, you're turning the dark switch off. Is that weird? But that's how we expose the darkness. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. We live in a dark world. People are stumbling around trying to find some source of illumination, only to find themselves disappointed and hurt. As Pastor J.D. reminds us in today's message, as believers, we have found the light in Christ. We can't hide this light away and keep it to ourselves. We need to share it with the world around us. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 5 with part 1 of his message, From Darkness to Light. Let's get into the Word. Ephesians chapter 5, our text will be verses 8 through 14. We'll begin in verse 8 where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing to the church in Ephesus and says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do, verse 11, with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, or as some of your translations render it, reprove them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I want to talk to you about how God, as only he can, takes us out of darkness and doesn't only bring us into the light, he makes us light. We have a most interesting passage of scripture in our text today, such that the Apostle Paul paints a stark contrast between darkness and light, and he does so on the canvas of our Christian lives. Now, it's important to understand that the context in which Paul is writing this is that of our response to all that God has done for us and given to us, namely taking us out of darkness, again, as only he can and bringing us into the light, and making us light. Notice in verse 8, where Paul says, We were once darkness, but 
are now light. Interesting, he doesn't say we were in darkness, but are now in light, though that's true. Why do I point that out? Because while it is true that we're in the light and reflect the Lord's light, we as Christians are light, salt and light, right? If you'll bear with me and hear me out, I'm going to do my best to explain what being light means and perhaps more importantly, the true cost of being light, what it, what it really means and what it really involves as Christians. I'm starting off this way because it's of paramount importance that we establish this truth on the onset. I'm hoping you'll see why here shortly. I want to draw your attention to this contrast and actually this contrast between darkness and light, but with it, this contrast between fruitless and fruitful. Let me kind of qualify that as it were. Fruitless means less fruit or no fruit at all. Fruitful means full of fruit, i.e. full of the Holy Spirit indwelling us, and as such, the fruit of the Holy Spirit that comes from a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 9 is parenthetical, but it does highlight the contrast between the fruit of goodness righteousness and truth, and in verse 11, the fruitless deeds of darkness. And there are fruitless deeds in darkness. What's interesting is that Paul doesn't stop with just contrasting light and darkness. He says, we're not only to have nothing to do with darkness, we're to expose it. What does that mean? Reprove it. What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. We expose darkness by shining our light, which presupposes that we are light to expose the darkness. I know this is going to sort of sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but just indulge me if you don't mind. When the light is on, darkness is gone. How profound is that, right? Listen, I spent quite a bit of time coming up with that. I just want you to know that. (laughs) Let me take it a step further with that. Have you noticed that we don't have such a thing as a dark switch? I know this is dorky. Just, again, (laughs) indulge me. (laughs) Instead, we have a light switch. But I would submit that the light switch is actually a dark switch in the sense that When you turn the light switch on, you're turning the dark switch off. Is that weird? But that's how we expose the darkness. That's how we reprove, penetrate, deal with the darkness. Turn on the light. Pretty simple. Maybe too simple. To me, this is what Paul is saying in verses 12 and 13. 
about what's done in the secret of darkness, under the cover of darkness. And I'll tell you, (laughs) it gives me pause when the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, would deem it necessary to mention that it is too shameful to mention. It's unspeakable what is done in the darkness. Unspeakable. It's it's unthinkable. But here's the thing. As light, which we are as Christians, and interesting, uh, Paul admonishes, exhorts us to, he says, you are light, so live as children of light. I want to talk about that more in a moment. But as light, when our light shines, the darkness is exposed and eliminated. So let's um, go further here. Look at verse 14. It's interesting. He says, this is why it's said that the sleeper is to wake up and rise from the dead, so Christ will shine on them. What what does he mean by that? Well, I would suggest that Paul is implying that as Christians, we still have this propensity, this potential to live as and be partakers with darkness instead of living as children of light. And the reason I suggest that is because this isn't the first time that Paul talks about this and addresses this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, listen to what he says. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? That's an impossibility. It's either or. It's not both. You cannot have both light and darkness. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? (laughs) In other words, between Christ and demons. Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now, I should probably hasten to say uh, what this doesn't mean. (laughs) This in no way means that we don't associate with unbelievers. No, we're supposed to be the salt and the light. What this does mean is that we're not to be influenced by or partakers with the unbelievers. Because what fellowship hath light with darkness? It cannot happen. It cannot happen. And again, this this speaks to the warning, for lack of a better word, that the Apostle Paul has for the Ephesians then and for us now concerning this potential for us as Christians as light to allow the darkness from where we were brought out of to come back into our lives. And it doesn't belong there. 
And that's what the warning is. Now, I want to mention something that is very important, and I don't want you to miss it. Because whenever you get a warning like this in Scripture, and this is one of those places in God's Word where it is a warning, it is an exhortation, it is an admonition, it is always because of God's love for us, because He's seeking to protect us from that which could pose harm or danger to us. Watch out for the darkness. You were taken out of that darkness. I'm, I'm warning you. This will be very harmful and very dangerous and potentially even very deadly to you. You know, I, I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking about how I, as a father, hurt when my children hurt. And how much more the heart of our Heavenly Father which is why we have, as one suggested, the Ten Commandments, which would, should really be seen as the tender commandments from a loving Heavenly Father that wants to protect us from that which would bring harm to us. Jim Symbol of the Brooklyn Tabernacle in uh, New York once said, and I tell you, it just, it's always stuck with me. He said, you're only as happy as your saddest child. Think about that. You're only as happy as your saddest child. Now, let's take that and superimpose that on our relationship as children of light. If we are only as happy as our saddest child, then wouldn't it stand to reason that our Heavenly Father is also going to be grieved when He sees us as His children, whom He's taken out of darkness and made light, bringing into the light. And now here, here this darkness begins to very subtly set in to that Christian life. And, and in so doing, if I can say it this way, it, it, it dims the light. It dims the light that once shined so bright. So, I guess what I'm saying is, is that we need to see this as God lovingly warning us as his people by way of forbidding us as his people from engaging in deeds of darkness. Because he wants to protect us. Because he loves us. And that's why. That's the why behind the what. As it were. You know, last week I mentioned one of my favorite quotes, but I didn't have notes. So I'm going to redeem myself today since I botched it so bad last week. But I think this says it all. Listen. Sin is not bad because it's forbidden. Sin is forbidden because it's bad. And I want you to think about that. Is God is not in heaven saying, Thou shalt not. I brought you out of darkness and made you light. Live as children of light because I said so. No. I forbid you as children of light to be in darkness because I'm God. No, it's not like that at all. It's more like this. 
Bear with me again. I brought you out of darkness. I made you light. And the reason I'm forbidding you from engaging or partaking with these fruitless deeds of darkness is because it's bad. And I don't want what will happen to you if you do that because it will bring grief and sorrow to my heart because of my love for you. Do you see the difference? This is why Paul emphasizes the good that comes from the light. He, he lists really three of the fruits of the light, and goodness is one. Righteousness, another. Truth, interesting, <laughs> the other. But that's the good that comes from the light, and again, in contrast with the bad that comes from forbidden darkness. So I'm going to just say this and trust that the Holy Spirit will be allowed to, and I'll include myself, search all of our hearts concerning this. So you have a situation in your life right now, and it's bad. It's not good. (laughs) And it's brought much hurt, even harm, into your life because of it. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, at what point did I allow that darkness usher in the bad that is now taken up residence in my life? The very thing that God warned me about, is it possible that I'm not living as a child of the light? And this might explain, at least in part, why it is that I have this bad situation in my life. We have a problem here, and I, I want to take and tackle it. And I think this is, how do I say this? Um, it's sadly missing from many a pulpit today. I don't want to be derogatory or talk stink, but one of the things that the Lord has always dealt with me on and continues to deal with me on is that I have to speak the truth in love. I cannot get up here behind this pulpit and just, you know, teach and kind of skip over some of the ugly realities, if you will, that come packaged with the truth from God's Word. And such is the case today. And I'll explain what I mean. Being light is unpopular, right? Being light is unpopular. And in fact, as we're going to talk about here in just a moment, Jesus said, and this, this is another sermon for another time, but I think we do err greatly when we present the gospel and we paint it with these colors of, oh man, you come to Jesus and all your problems will go away. Oh, happy day. Everybody now, oh, happy day. And certainly it is a happy day, but the misnomer is that all your problems will go. 
Listen, I I can tell by the way you're looking at me right now that you're a lot like me. (laughs) I mean, isn't it true that when you came to Christ, oh my goodness. I mean, yes, my sins are washed away. I'm born again of the Spirit of God. Oh, happy day. But my family disowned me. My employer terminated me. My friends no longer want anything to do with me. Oh, happy day. That's the cost that needs to be counted. That's the cross that needs to be carried. And again, I want to tackle this because when we're the salt, and by the way, salt, I'm getting ahead of myself, but salt stings, doesn't it? And how about light? Bright light to eyes accustomed to darkness. Oh, man. Right? And that's what we are. We sting. (laughs) Salt certainly is, and this is another sermon for another time too, but salt certainly preserves and flavors, but it can also sting. If you'll permit me to, for the remainder of our time, I want to, share three truths. This is, maybe you could call it the fine print of being light. (laughs) Full disclosure, right here, okay? Here's the first one. Those in the light will be hated. Jesus said, they they hate you. You want to know why? Because of your association with me. They hated me first. The world's going to hate you. Uh, interesting. You know the most famous verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world? Well, let's hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Beginning in verse 16, John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God, verse 17 did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is condemned already. And here's why. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. Listen. That the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Community is so important to a growing relationship with Jesus. We weren't meant to walk this Christian life alone. God has blessed us with spiritual brothers and sisters, all imperfect people serving a perfect creator. We will find ourselves in times of trial as we deepen our faith and follow Jesus. So we need to have a community of believers to lean on. Your church family can be a source of support, a cheering squad, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. In turn, you provide the same for them. Have you found a group of Jesus followers that you can invest in? If you're in the Kaneohe area and don't have a church, we would be more than happy to welcome you into our family. 
Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Before our time is through with you today, we want to tell you how you can listen to more editions of In Spirit and Truth. Did you know you can take In Spirit and Truth on the go by downloading our mobile app? In our fast-paced world, it's easy to let the time we'd spend in the Bible slip into the back of the line of things to get done in a day. When you download our mobile app, however, you'll have verse-by-verse studies in the Bible available right at your fingertips to listen to whenever and wherever you go. You'll find a link to the app at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Join us next time as we continue in the book of Ephesians on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true